Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom and I'm here with my co-host, Jen. Hello, everyone. We have a fascinating topic to discuss today. Tab R. Unlocking the power of retrieval augmented tabular deep learning. Now, I know that title might sound a bit intimidating. But don't worry, we're here to break it down for you in an intuitive way. That's right, Jen. And before we dive into the details, let's briefly explain what tabular deep learning is for our listeners who may not be familiar with the term. Absolutely. Tabular deep learning refers to using deep learning algorithms and models to analyze structured data in tabular form. It's all about extracting meaningful patterns and insights from tables or spreadsheets that have rows and columns. And now let's talk about the paper we're discussing today. The authors introduced a new method called TabR, short for tabular retrieval. This method aims to enhance tabular deep learning models by utilizing retrieval-based techniques. That's right. Retrieval-based techniques involve retrieving relevant information or examples from existing data, rather than relying solely on computational processes. By incorporating these techniques into tabular deep learning models, TabR aims to improve their performance and accuracy. The paper goes into great detail about how they designed and implemented TabR. They discuss important aspects like attention mechanisms, similarity modules, value modules, and more. Absolutely. And what sets this paper apart is that it challenges previous approaches by questioning whether existing retrieval-based methods provide significant benefits over simpler retrieval-free models. They address this question by introducing their own model, TabR. Yes. The authors compare TabR against other retrieval-based models on various benchmark datasets. They demonstrate that TabR achieves better performance and even rivals traditional gradient-boosted decision trees in some cases. That's remarkable. And throughout the paper. They provide extensive experimental results and comparisons to support their claims. They also provide insights into the design choices and implementation details of TabR. It's impressive how they tackle tough questions and provide concrete evidence to back up their claims. This paper certainly adds valuable insights to the field of tabular deep learning. Absolutely. Tom. The authors have contributed to a growing body of research exploring new ways to leverage deep learning models for tabular data analysis. They showcase the potential of retrieval augmented techniques for improving performance and accuracy. And that wraps up our discussion on TabR. Unlocking the power of retrieval augmented tabular deep learning. We hope you found this episode informative and engaging. As always, stay tuned for more exciting topics on our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We'll catch you next time with another thought-provoking episode. Until then, keep learning, stay curious, and take care. Bye for now. Upbeat, 
Quirky music begins. Hey there listeners. It's Tom and Jen from the award-winning podcast You Love. And today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor with a whimsical twist, Steampunk Squirrel. Mechanics Inc. That's right, Tom. If you've ever had your car break down in the most peculiar of ways or find yourself battling erratic engine pistons that act like they have a mind of their own, have no fear. Steampunk Squirrel Mechanics are here to save the day. Excitedly, you might be wondering what sets them apart from your regular old mechanics, Jen. Well, Tom, imagine an entire team of squirrels dressed up in top hats and goggles who can fix anything. Mechanical using only steam-powered tools. It's like having tiny Victorian-era engineers at your service. And talk about attention to detail. These squirrels meticulously handcraft replacement parts for dinosaurs made of iron engines while sipping on fancy tea served from tiny copper teapots. They truly bring steampunk fashion and flair into the world of auto mechanics. But wait, there's more. Not only will these nimble little critters mend your vehicle back into shape, we've heard rumors they even add some unique upgrades along the way. You could end up driving away with brass wheel rims or pinstripes made out of cogwheels. Now that's some serious style for those looking to stand out in traffic jams. Absolutely right, Tom. So don't let just any ordinary mechanic tinker with your machine when you can experience the extraordinary world of steampunk squirrel mechanics inc. Trust me, it'll be a time-traveling adventure for both you and your car cheerful jingle plays. Remember folks, for all things automotive and steampunk, call Steampunk Squirrel Mechanics Inc. now. And be sure to tell them Tom and Jen from the award-winning podcast sent you. That's right, Tom. Tell them we sent you. And maybe they'll throw in a squirrel-sized top hat for your car's hood ornament. Laughs. Until next time, folks, keep it weird. Podcast transitions back to normal. Cast intro music. Welcome back to another episode of the Tech Talks podcast. I'm Tom. And joining me as always is my brilliant co-host, Jen. How are you today, Jen? Hi, Tom. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And I'm really excited about today's episode because we'll be diving into the fascinating world of robotics and imitation learning. That's right, Jen. Today, we'll be exploring a groundbreaking paper titled Waypoint-Based Imitation Learning for Robotic Manipulation. This paper introduces a novel approach to address the problem of compounding errors in imitation. Learning for Robotic Manipulation. That's a complex topic, Tom. But fear not. We'll break it down into bite-sized pieces and explain it in an intuitive way that our listeners can easily understand. So let's jump right in. Absolutely, Jen. Now, in this paper, the authors propose a method called automatic waypoint extraction. Oh, that aims to reduce the horizon of learning in imitation algorithms by extracting key waypoints from expert demonstrations. That's right, Tom. 
Waypoints help reduce errors over time by breaking down the demonstration into a subset of crucial states. However, the challenge lies in labeling these waypoints accurately without additional human supervision. And that's where awe comes in. The author's key insight is that if a trajectory segment can be approximated by linear motion, then the endpoints of that segment can be used as waypoints. By automatically extracting these waypoints, or significantly reduces the decision-making horizon for behavioral cloning algorithms. Exactly, Tom. And what makes AW even more impressive is its versatility. It can be combined with any behavioral cloning algorithm and has shown remarkable success rates of up to 25% improvement in simulation and 4-28% improvement on real-world bimanual manipulation tasks. That's truly remarkable, Jen. And what makes this paper so exciting is that it not only presents a practical solution to a long-standing problem in imitation learning, but it also paves the way for further advancements in robotic manipulation. Absolutely. Tom, the possibilities that arise from using AWE are staggering. From self-driving vehicles to complex manipulation tasks, this innovative approach has the potential to revolutionize the field of robotics. Well said, Jen. And later in this episode, we'll be discussing some of the related works in imitation learning and how AWE differs from them. We'll also explore the technical details behind O and how it can be applied in real-world scenarios. Plus, we'll discuss the challenges and practical considerations when implementing A and share some insights from the experiments conducted by the authors. It's going to be an exciting and informative episode, Jen. So stay tuned as we delve deeper into waypoint-based imitation learning for robotic manipulation. That's right, Tom. So grab your headphones and get ready for an engaging discussion on this cutting-edge research. Podcast outro music. In today's episode, we're diving into the world of robotic manipulation and exploring a fascinating approach called waypoint-based imitation learning. This innovative method tackles the age-old problem of compounding errors that often plague behavioral cloning in robotic manipulation tasks. So Jen, why don't you kick us off by explaining what exactly is waypoint-based imitation learning? Great idea, Tom. Waypoint-based imitation learning is a technique that aims to reduce errors in behavioral cloning. By using waypoints to break down complex demonstrations into smaller segments, this helps shorten the decision-making horizon and minimize errors that compound over time. That's right, Jen. And one of the key challenges in this process is labeling the waypoints accurately. This usually requires additional human supervision, which can be time-consuming and expensive. But what if we could automatically generate waypoints without any extra human input? Well Tom, that's exactly what the researchers behind this paper have done. They propose a method called automatic waypoint extraction. Ah, for imitation learning. Ah is a preprocessing module that decomposes a demonstration into a minimal set of waypoints that 
can approximate the trajectory up to a specified error threshold. That's really impressive, Jen. And here's how OR works. If a trajectory segment can be approximated by linear motion, then the endpoints of that segment can serve as waypoints. By extending this idea to arbitrary trajectories, OR selects a subsequence of states as waypoints to represent the trajectory as accurately as possible through linear interpolation between these selected waypoints. Exactly. And what's amazing is that AH doesn't rely on any additional assumptions about the environment or require extra label information from humans. It simply uses proprioceptive information collected during teleoperation to find the sequence of waypoints. That's fascinating. Jen. So how does OR improve imitation learning performance? Well, the researchers combined OR with two state-of-the-art imitation learning methods. Diffusion policy and action chunking with transformers. And the results were remarkable. They found that OR consistently improved performance. Increasing the success rate of these algorithms by up to 25% in simulation and 4-28% to on real-world. B-manual manipulation tasks. Those are some impressive numbers. Tom. And it's worth noting that AH can also significantly reduce the decision-making horizon by up to a factor of 10. This means that robots can make more efficient and accurate decisions based on their extracted waypoints. Absolutely. Jen. And for our listeners who are interested in diving deeper into this research. The authors have made their videos and code available on their website at lucyzero.github.io slash o. That's fantastic. Tom, it's always great to see researchers sharing their work openly. Before we wrap up this episode, let's quickly touch on some related work. There has been a lot of research focused on improving imitation learning performance through various approaches such as new policy architectures modified action spaces, and data augmentation techniques. That's right, Jen. But what sets OR apart is its ability to address the issue of compounding errors by automatically extracting waypoints without any additional human supervision. This approach complements existing developments in imitation learning and can be integrated into current behavioral cloning pipelines easily. Absolutely. Tom. And with its proven success in both simulation and real-world tasks, AH opens up exciting possibilities for advancing robotic manipulation capabilities. Well said, Jen. And that concludes our episode on Waypoint-Based Imitation Learning for Robotic Manipulation. We hope you enjoyed diving into this fascinating topic with us today. Thanks for joining us. And stay tuned for future episodes where we explore more cutting-edge research in robotics and beyond. Until next time. End of podcast. Background music fades in. Welcome back, Spooksters. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Spooky Inferno Hot Sauce Inc. For keeping the flames alive. That's right. Tom, if you like your taste buds haunted and your dining experience fiery, 
Then look no further than spooky inferno. Picture this. You are sitting at a candlelit dinner with your date. You reach for the bottle of spooky inferno. But as soon as you twist off that cap. Boom. Ghost peppers start floating out and dancing around the room. And don't worry about setting off the fire alarm. It's not just hot. It's paranormal hot. Your smoke detector will scream in both terror and admiration. Plus, every bottle of spooky inferno comes with its own via board. Forget shaking the bottle. Ask it how many drops are enough if you dare. And let me tell you folks. A little splash of this sauce goes a long way. The first time I tried it, I accidentally conjured my great-great-great-grandma Mildred. She thought we were summoning her for tea time. Oh boy. I bet she wasn't pleased about that. Let's just say she hasn't spoken to me since. Or maybe she has. Who knows? Come on Mildred. Give us a sign if you're still here. Awkward silence. Tom. Whispering. Maybe save that seance for after the show? Jen. Whispering. Right. Background music picks up again. So whether you are scaring away vampires or heating up those leftover ghostly goulash dishes. We have one word for ya. Spooktacular. It'll make Halloween proud any day of the year. Absolutely. Tom. Spooky Inferno Hot Sauce Inc. When you want hot sauce that not only burns your mouth but haunts your nightmares too. That's all for now. Folks. Stay fired up and tune in next time for more eerie entertainment on the Spooktacular Podcast. Background music fades out. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast. In today's episode, we have a thought-provoking topic to discuss, evaluating the moral beliefs encoded in LLMs LLMs, or large language models are advanced AI systems that can generate text and understand language. That's right. Jen. This paper explores the complex task of assessing the moral beliefs encoded in these LLMs it delves into their decision-making process and evaluates their alignment with human values. So how exactly did the researchers tackle this challenging task? Well, Jen. They designed a large-scale survey consisting of high-ambiguity and low-ambiguity moral scenarios. These scenarios were administered to 28 open-source and closed-source LLMs the researchers then analyzed the responses of these models to gain insights into their moral beliefs. I imagine analyzing the responses of these LLMs was no easy feat. How did they go about it? You're right, Jen. Analyzing the responses posed unique challenges. To overcome this, the researchers introduced statistical measures like action likelihood and action entropy. Action likelihood quantifies the probability of an LLM making a choice for each action in a given scenario. An action entropy measures uncertainty in their choices. Right? Absolutely. Action entropy helps us understand how uncertain or ambiguous these models are in their decision-making process. That's fascinating. So based on these measurements, what did they find? Well, in unambiguous scenarios where one action is clearly more favorable than another, 
most models tended to align with common sense morality. However, in ambiguous cases where neither action was clearly preferred over another, there was more uncertainty among these models. That makes sense. It's interesting how different scenarios can influence their decisions and level of certainty. Did they discover any patterns among the models? Yes, they did. They found that certain models showed preferences and behaviors that were consistent within groups. For example, there was strong agreement among certain models within open source and closed source groups. Wow! So these models have distinct moral preferences and tendencies. It's fascinating to dive into their moral decision-making process. Absolutely. Jen, this research raises important questions about the ethical implications of using AI systems that encode moral beliefs. It also highlights the need for ongoing evaluation and alignment with human values. Definitely. This topic prompts us to reflect on how these AI systems make complex moral decisions and what impact they might have in various industries and applications. Exactly. Jen, understanding the ethical considerations behind LLMs is crucial for responsible AI development and deployment in society. Well said. Tom, we hope you enjoyed this informative and thought-provoking episode on evaluating the moral beliefs encoded in LLMs. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure to tune in next time for more engaging discussions on our award-winning podcast. Stay curious, everyone. And keep exploring. Upbeat music plays in the background. Hey, listeners. You know what goes perfectly with mind-bending adventures across alternate realms? Oh, I know this one. Cutting-edge haircuts. That's right, Jen. And we have just the sponsor for that. Introducing Snip, End Slide. Jingle starts playing. Voice over. Are you tired of settling for ordinary barber shops? Boring. Voice over. Well, say hello to Snip, End Slide. Where haircuts become interdimensional journeys. Picture this. You walk in with a shaggy mop on your head. Tom interrupting just like yours tom jen laughing thanks a lot but don't worry once you sit down at snip and slide's specially crafted chairs voiceover whispering dramatically the adventure begins a futuristic sound effect plays that's right as their expert stylists glide their magic scissors through your locks tom excitedly Your chair starts moving on its own and transports you to wild alternate realms filled with unimaginable creatures and mystical landscapes. Funky music starts playing. Voiceover. Singing. Snip it here. Slide it there. Tom and Jen. Joining in singing harmoniously. Crazy worlds beyond compare. Tom makes an exaggerated swoosh sound effect. Jingle singer. Versus O. Welcome to. Snip in Schlie-Eyed. Mix of laughter and applause sounds in the background. Tom. With enthusiasm. Whether you fancy a multi-dimensional mohawk or an otherworldly bowl cut. Jen giggles uncontrollably. Jen. 
partially stifling laughter. At snip and slide they've got you covered. Or bald if that's your jam. Funky jazzy music plays as the commercial ends. Voiceover. So remember, listeners, for haircuts that are truly out of this world, visit Snip and Slide. Because even in an alternate reality you still deserve good hair. And don't forget to mention our podcast at checkout to receive a free interdimensional shampoo. Bottle. Gen. Whispering. Not guaranteed to fit in your bathroom. Both burst into laughter. Thank you, Snip and Slide, for boldly going where no barbershop has gone before. And thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for another wacky adventure on Both Together. Excitedly. Tom and Jen's mind-spinning podcast extravaganza. Cheerful outro music fades out. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. We're excited to dive into another interesting topic today. But before we get started, let's talk about the paper we'll be discussing. That's right, Jen. Today we'll be exploring a paper titled Reinforcement Learning by Guided Safe Exploration by Kisong. Yang. Chiago D. Simao. Nils Janssen. Simon H. Tindemans. And Mathes T. J. Span. This paper addresses the important issue of safety in reinforcement learning. RL. While RL has achieved great success in various domains. Safety concerns limit its wide adoption in real-world applications. Absolutely. Jen. Safety is crucial when it comes to deploying RL agents in situations where trial and error. Strategies are incompatible with the potential risks involved. For example, recommender systems should not suggest extremist content. That's a great point, Tom. In this paper. The authors propose a method called guided safe exploration that allows RL agents to explore their environment safely without relying on reward signals. That's fascinating. So how does this method work exactly? Well, Tom, the key idea behind guided safe exploration is to train an agent, referred to as the guide, in a controlled environment that allows for unsafe interactions while still providing safety signals. Once the target task is revealed, safety violations are no longer allowed. Tom. I see. So now, the guide is used to compose a safe behavior policy for the agent in the real-world target. Task. Exactly. The authors also draw inspiration from transfer learning techniques and propose regularizing a Target policy, referred as student, towards guide while reducing its influence as training progresses gradually. Tom. That sounds like a clever way to ensure safe transfer learning. But how do they evaluate the effectiveness of this method? Great question. Tom. The authors introduce several metrics to evaluate the performance of their method, including safety, jump start, and delta time to safety. Safety jump start measures how much closer the agent is to the safety threshold compared to learning from scratch. And delta time to safety quantifies the difference in interactions required to become safe. 
Those sound like important metrics for assessing efficiency of guided safe exploration. I'm really curious about how they perform in their empirical analysis. Well, Tom, you'll have to stay tuned for that. In part two of this episode, we'll delve deeper into the paper's findings and discuss any limitations or future directions mentioned by the authors. Excellent. I can't wait to learn more about guided safe exploration and its potential impact on reinforcement learning. Stay tuned for part two of our episode where we'll discuss all that and more. That's right. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for updates on future episodes. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks everyone, and see you next time. Background music playing. Welcome back to another episode of the Oddball Chronicles. We're excited to introduce our sponsor for today's episode. Flying Feathers Inc. That's right. Tom, are you tired of mundane transportation methods? Looking to add some oomph to your daily commute? Well, look no further because Flying Feathers Inc. has got you covered. Picture this, you're stuck in traffic. But instead of bumper-to-bumper cars, everyone is gliding through the sky like majestic birds. It's a 21st century fantasy come true. And let us tell you about their incredible technology. It utilizes the world-renowned chicken-powered propulsion system. That's right, folks. Their expert engineers have trained an army of highly motivated chickens who tirelessly paddle those wings and get those feathers flying. But don't worry about the logistics. They've thought it all through. Each chicken is equipped with tiny aviator goggles and beanies. Safety first in the skies. And these chickens are not your average poultry. They've got licenses and certifications from Chick NASA. Yes, that's a real thing. So hop on board one of their feathery flyers and experience a whole new level of air travel. Sound effects, flapping feathers, gen, whispering, pust. I heard these flyers even come with complimentary chicken buffets on board. Tom. Whispering. Really? Now that's what I call finger licking good entertainment during long flights. Audience chuckling. Narrator voiceover. Fast paced. Don't let everyday stress clip your wings. Fly high with Flying Feathers Inc. Call now for exclusive deals on feathered adventures that will ruffle more than just your hairdo. Fading out music. Thank you. Flying Feathers Inc for supporting our podcast and ensuring that we never run out of unique sponsors. Absolutely. Tom, and to our listeners, if you're tired of keeping your feet on the ground, remember to check out Flying Feathers Inc. for an unforgettable sky-soaring experience. Sound effects, chicken clucking, Tom and Jen, in unison, Kaka Mubak tweet, or whatever sound chickens make. Laughter and applause from the audience. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. I'm Tom. And as always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host Jen. How are you doing today? Jen? Hey, Tom. I'm doing great. 
Excited for another fascinating topic we have lined up for our listeners today. Absolutely. Today we are diving into the world of optimization and energy storage systems with a paper titled A. Constraint Enforcement Deep Reinforcement Learning Framework for Optimal Energy Storage Systems. This patch. Quite a mouthful. But don't worry. We'll break it down in a way that's easy to understand. That's right. This paper addresses the challenges faced in optimal energy storage systems dispatch due to uncertainties in dynamic prices, demand consumption, and renewable-based energy generation. The authors propose a deep reinforcement learning framework that learns control models to adaptively respond to these uncertainties. Exactly. You see, deep reinforcement learning algorithms use deep neural networks to learn control models that make decisions based on environmental factors. In this case, these algorithms are being used to optimize the dispatch of energy storage systems. But here's the twist. Current deep reinforcement learning algorithms struggle with strictly enforcing operational constraints. These algorithms often provide unfeasible control actions which can lead to problems during online operations. And that's where this paper comes in. The authors propose a novel framework that effectively handles continuous action spaces while strictly enforcing operational constraints during online operation. They achieve this by formulating the action value function as a mixed integer programming formulation. This framework represents a major step forward in optimizing energy storage systems dispatch. It ensures that all operational constraints are enforced while delivering high-quality dispatch decisions even compared to state-of-the-art deep reinforcement learning algorithms. That's impressive. By using mathematical programming techniques to enforce operational constraints in real time, this framework guarantees feasibility and safety during online operations. Absolutely. Tom. And it's not just theoretical. The authors have conducted comprehensive numerical simulations that demonstrate the superior performance of their proposed framework. It effectively enforces all constraints while delivering high-quality dispatch decisions, even in unforeseen scenarios. It's exciting to see the application of deep reinforcement learning techniques in such a crucial Area like energy storage systems, this has the potential to greatly impact the efficiency and reliability of our electrical distribution networks. Definitely. Tom, optimizing energy storage systems dispatch is an important step towards a more sustainable and resilient energy future. Well said, Jen. And with that, We've reached the end of our introductory discussion on this fascinating paper. We hope you found this sneak peek intriguing. And we encourage you to stay tuned for our upcoming episode where we'll delve deeper into the details and implications of this work. That's right, Tom. We'll break down the mathematical formulation of the optimal EES's scheduling problem and discuss how it can be modeled as a Markov decision process. So be sure to join us next time for another exciting episode of Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. Until then, keep exploring. 
Keep learning. And keep pushing the boundaries of technology. Thank you for listening. Thank you all. See you next time. Upbeat jingle plays. Welcome back, folks. And before we continue, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. The one and only Satellite Hat Delivery Services. That's right, Tom. If you're tired of waiting for your pizza to be delivered, Satellite Hat Delivery Services has got your back. Or should I say, your head? Absolutely. Picture this. You are sitting at home on a Saturday night in desperate need of some cheesy goodness. But before you dial that old-fashioned pizza place number, you slip on your satellite hat and get ready to blast off into the future of food delivery. Because with satellite hat delivery services, we don't just deliver. We beam it down from space directly onto your plate. That's right. No more boring drones or unreliable drivers getting stuck in traffic for miles. Nope. Just imagine yourself wearing this stylish hat adorned with blinking lights. And all you have to do is activate it with a simple pizza please command. SFX, spaceship taking off. Tom, excitedly. Asterisk zoom. Asterisk your order is then zapped up into orbit where our state-of-the-art satellites work their magic. Jen. Playfully. Fun fact. These satellites are actually powered by little alien chefs cooking up amazing pizzas in their UFO kitchens. SFX. Alien chef laughter. Tom. Laughing. Now that's out of this world customer service. Jen. Enthusiastically. When the pizzas are perfectly cooked and sliced by lasers. SFX. Laser slicing sound effect. Tom. Impressed. Pew pew. They make their way back through Earth's atmosphere and head straight for your house. Insert Jen. Popping Noisemaker. Jen Popping Noisemaker SFX. Jen. Excitedly. And just like that, your piping hot pizza lands gracefully on your plate. Ready to be devoured. So folks, don't let the future pass you by. Say goodbye to the old way of pizza delivery and embrace satellite hat delivery services. Because when it comes to delivering food from space right onto your plate, both. Pizza has never been so out of this world good. Upbeat jingle plays and fades out. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned. Spaced out enough for ya? Yeah?